Hey, everyone, your designers are here. I'm Anita at Cedar Hill Farmhouse. And I'm Yvonne at Stone Gable. And I'm Kelly at My Soulful Home. We have tips and tricks and decorating advice for you today. So let's get started. This is episode 271, Liven It Up, Living Room Decor Ideas. Living and large. The, I know. And the show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 271. We're going to suggest well, you check out your living room today. And yes, let's go on to <laughs> And the look at room. it with not a critical like, oh, I hate that eye, but just a, a new set of eyes, opened eyes, a new eyes, and see what you like in there and see what you don't. Isn't it fun to have a fresh start? Yes. I love kind of getting a fresh start. And one of the first things I do, before we even talk about what to add, I think the first thing you do is you go in your room, look at everything you don't like. And if you can, just pull it out. Even if it feels empty, pull out all of those things you really don't like in there. I mean, now, if it's your sofa and all your furniture, you know, maybe you can't do this, but maybe there's some decor items. I mean, I recently had some things that, like a Santos, I I love Santos, but I had a particular one I was not that crazy about. I pulled it out, consigned it, and it sold right away. So, you know, let's pull those things out and, and pass them on to somebody else. Anita, I'm going to mm-hmm. pick up an idea that you first brought to DTT, mm-hmm. and that is take a picture of your living room. Oh, yes. That's another good first stop step. Because you can see what what you can't see with your eye, your your um, pick, a camera will probably pick up. So just take it. If you have a smartphone, take it on your smartphone and give it a good once over and see what maybe your eye's not picking up because it's used to that is looking a little off or a little tired or you just need a change. And that's a really good way to start. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great, a great way to do it. Kelly, mm-hmm. what's your... Uh, starting point and where where would you start with the living room? Well, you know, I feel like the living room is kind of a tough room to decorate. I think this is a really good time to turn our attention there because some people just use their living room seasonally or they use it when company's coming over. And now that we're sliding into the heavy duty holiday seasons, those people might be using their living rooms more. And even other people that use it regularly might want to rethink it because you're going to have company over. I think that my approach, well, I know that my approach to every room is functionality first. And that sounds so boring, but it really is important. So I would look at my living room and say, is this really working? Or, you know, do I have this set up for uh, comfort and function? Can people have conversations? Can Is there a flow through the room? Do people have to walk around a coffee table or something to get from point A to point B? And so I would look about, at the room with that in mind first and then build from there. Mm. That is such a good idea. The other thing I think that you need to do is think about multi-purposing your living room. Now, we're not talking about a family room. You know, that gets a lot of wear and tear. We're talking about that room if you have that separate living room or, you know, quote unquote, formal living room, using it sort of like a second family room. I think people don't use their living room like you're saying, Kelly. They use it maybe at the holiday times or whatever, but you really should use the, that. We have a, a nice size um, 
uh, coffee table. So we use that when we play games. We use, we use that coffee table and we sit in our living room and sort of play, you know, Scrabble or cards or something like that in our living room. So I think that you need to be thinking, what else could I use this room for? Do you read? Maybe that's, that's a great quiet, a little more quiet than your family room that you can read. So you want to, um, put things into a room that function as, okay, what would make it easier to play games in that room? And I have some big throw pillows that people can sit on the floor or do you need a bookshelf in there to keep your books in? Or do you have a great reading light so that you can read to use that room for, I mean, it's so sad that a room sits empty until Mm -hmm. you have company or until you have a holiday. Well, that's right. I mean, I think that is a good point to think about how you use the room. In fact, I've just been thinking about our living room at the farm and how I have this for a coffee table. I have an ottoman that's not really that large and our sofa is actually a day bed. So I was just thinking about how maybe it's not sized quite large enough for the area. So, I mean, that's something to think about is are all your furniture pieces working? So I'm thinking temporarily to see if I'd like a bigger coffee table. I'm going to move a wicker chest. It's like a wicker trunk in there and see if we like that first before I maybe buy something. Yeah. So I think I'm going to try that. And Mm -hmm. maybe I'll put a little cushion on top because we like to put our feet on the ottoman. And here's another thing to live. This will liven up your living room immediately. If you have like a matching um, end tables or a matching coffee table or um, a matching sets of anything, break them up. And, you know, maybe you can use, uh, maybe you can use your matching chairs that you have. Maybe you can use one in another area or um, just try not to make it too matchy matchy. And also, Break up any pattern, like an overabundance of the same pattern. You, that, that'll liven it up. You know, you just want to break things up a little, have them coordinate rather than match. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. a, a good way to think of it and something that has really changed over the years, but something that just makes it feel a little more curated and not too, you know, as we say, match. That's matching. a perfect word. And here's the deal. Living room furniture... We probably don't change it as much as we change like family room because of the wear and tear. So you might have a, a living room that's maybe it's been 20 years since you've had it um, redecorated. So now's the time to think about what stays and what goes and what can make a big difference in the way it looks. And the, and even maybe if you do that, you'll want to use it more because it's better decorated. Mm-hmm. When I say living room, that's all we have. We don't have a living room family room uh-huh. because our house is newer. So um, I'm kind of thinking of a, More of a, a room that is mm-hmm. used every day. But yeah, if you have a living room that is really the older style traditional living room that's only used for those special occasions, I would seriously consider how you could make more use of it than you're doing now. I mean, because mm-hmm. when I was growing up, that living room was used really just when we had company. And the, and it really, it's kind of silly. The rest of the year, we were crammed downstairs in kind of this ugly uh, den, you know, <laughs> downstairs in the basement. And the living room was light and bright and airy. And it was used, you know what, like five times a year or something. It's really, I mean, think about it. It's just kind of crazy. And I also think that most homes that people buy, um, you know, you're not going to, unless you build a new like open floor plant. I'm not going to say most, a lot of homes do have that separate living room. 
And that's something that you really have to consider. Like, how do you, how are you going to use that? Because that's prime real estate. That's the front of our house. And it's the, it's the most light and bright area of our whole home. And it's such a great area, but I just don't want to pass by it. I want to live in it. So you, another thing is you really want to put comfortable furniture in there. I think there is something so nice and inviting. You know, we used to have, now this was eons ago when we first built the house, 18th century, beautiful sofas. They were gorgeous and, you know, very expensive, blah, blah, blah. It took us like five years to save up for them. And um, we had to keep them for so long just because we had spent so much, I couldn't part with them because they were just too expensive. So now I have a nice neutral core, uh, foam core down wrap sofa that is a dream to sit on. And it's sort of a casual look. I think that's a great idea. You know, something else I like the idea of is just kind of doing something unexpected. And like you said, not to have all the matching patterns. Right. Another thing we tend to do is just have rectangular and square angular furniture. So I think it's a fun thing to do to mix things up and put something round in the room. So for example, in our living room, at home, we have a round ottoman as our coffee table. But I think it's fun to have some round tables, perhaps, or maybe around ottoman or around coffee table, I think, or maybe even it's around garden seat that you have in there to sit on. I think it's really nice to mix things up so that there are different shapes in the room. Anita, I feel like you're reading my mind because I just have actually been in, because of this, have been in my my living room and, uh, um, and thinking now, what would I do differently? And I have, they don't match. They're the same color. I have um, two tables black tables on either side of my neutral sofa. One is a black leather topped um, table. And the other one is a um, three, a two shelf uh, um, coffee table. But I'm thinking in there, in there, one square and one's rectangle. And I'm thinking I might just put two big round tables on either side of my sofa and I, thought I think that, that would be would, beautiful. I, because I've got a, I've got a, my curly Q chest is, of course, it's rectangle and my, um, my coffee table is rectangle and I've got a lot of those shapes. And I thought, wow, that would look, I've just been really thinking about that. And I'm thinking now I've got to either find something or make something um, because I think making those round would make a huge difference in the way the overlook overall look of my room would. Well, the circular shape is very organic and it's very soothing. Actually, remember I told ah. you guys when I was working with uh, my client who was the family family therapist mm-hmm. and she was a very clear that we wanted to get some round shaped decor items mm-hmm. in her They're office. harder to find though. Yeah, they are, but you know, a mirror. So you could think oh, of yeah, that go right. on the walls as well. But yeah, circular things, a poof, which I think I is such those. a nice addition. Yes. Sp- even if you walk into your living room, you just think to yourself, my goodness, I've done a good job. It's fabulous in here. <laughs> if I only had the time to sit in here and read a decor book or listen to decorating tips and tricks right in this room, I would love to do that. Um, even if you're thinking it's the most fabulous room on planet Earth, you can always add a little poof or something just to change it up a little mm-hmm. bit. Or, of course, change your pillows and things like that. And pillows, speaking of, you know the round pillow 
Mm-hmm. You know, and it was a very mid-century look. It was, I'm seeing yes. round pillows come back, but oh, not yeah. that skinny mm-hmm. sort of... Uh, flat thing. Flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost like a... You know, a, a, a disc. inflated disc, a <laughs> yeah. frisbee, or something like yeah. that. That yeah. was sort of that mid-century, and it had the button in the center. Exactly, That's what my mom that, had, and, and maybe it was made and of made a of satin. corduroy, <laughs> or corduroy, yeah. right? Yeah, and Don Draper had them, and mm-hmm. but you know, and, but they're coming back. And I'm thinking of a shop, online Ooh. shop, that might want to try those, too. Oh, oh. I think that's a great... Are you talking about Bespoke Decor? It could be Bespoke. It could be talking about Bespoke. <laughs> but yeah, I would. I think that adding those, I mean, you don't see round pillows, which is sort of mm-hmm. odd when mm-hmm. you think about it. Like, why wouldn't you see a round I pillow? I have some beautiful ones that are white with blue embroidered birds on them. They're some Ooh. of my favorite pillows. Oh, yes. Oh, but you know, okay. they're a, that's a soft... But you have them and they look soft. They don't... It's a very... I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, They're the beautiful. mid-century ones do not really. I mean, unless you're totally uh, into mid-century, mm-hmm. which is great too, and that that looks goes perfectly with that look. But if you're mm-hmm. looking just to add to a round pillow uh, or some roundness and some circular shapes to your room, think about pillows. It might not be that easy to find right now, but I have seen them sort of coming back onto the scene, done in a softer way, not that boxy shape. So yeah, a poof, a round pillow, round coffee table is nice, particularly if you have little ones running around or just mm-hmm. your own shins doesn't feel good well, banging into can, the sides. Can I interrupt you? I we in our, I haven't shown my um, family room for a while because we've really revamped that up. And we went with the round coffee table. I absolutely love it. Love, love, love it. Yeah. You, you need a little more space for that probably, but yeah, it is a good look. Mm, yeah, it really change the whole the whole dynamic of the room just that round coffee table yeah i think that's nice to mix things up and actually i so i have the new collection with soft surroundings and all which include, is gorgeous by the way oh thank you i'll include a link in the show notes but part of what i tried to do was come up with things that would look good in a living room that kind of have feel fresh and new so i have like a a gold table with glass on it so it's kind of a nice it just kind of adds the bling, but it doesn't take up a lot of visual space. I mean, I just tried to think of things like that. So there's a, a Gustavian chest that's that's white or a kind of a cream colored. And so it's storage, but it's not real deep. And it's got kind of uh, just a very transitional look, even though it's a, a Gustavian is very traditional, but this kind of is more transitional. So I'm thinking, uh, I mean, that was kind of my direction with the collection, but that's kind of something to think about too is to add some freshness to your room to look at it and say does my room look too dark do i need to add something light and bright to it do i need to add something shiny to the room i think the, yeah go ahead I'm sorry those little gold tables mm-hmm. that would fill the bill on so many levels they are beautiful i saw those they would be fabulous end tables or a side table Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Hey, and if you find when you look in your room, so you're going to walk in there now. Come on, let's go. We're going to walk into the living room. (laughs) If you're driving, don't do this. (laughs) Right, but do it. When you go home, immediately go right in there and look around. Okay, so what if you see stuff that just has landed there? 
it's stuff A Uh-oh. could be stuff not even supposed to be there. And or B could be stuff that's in there and you don't really like it anymore and you just really haven't thought about it. Let's yeah. just get that stuff out of there and yeah. let's clear it out. Mm-hmm. And you may not mm-hmm. even feel like you need to put anything back. It might just be better without it. Certainly the stuff that isn't supposed to be there. One of those types of places, which is a magnet for sometimes stuff that isn't supposed to be there or stuff you don't like is sometimes people have built in bookshelves in their living rooms. They could be surrounding a mantle or they could be standing off on their own. And sometimes people just put things there because it's a horizontal surface or sometimes you feel like you need to fill it all up. So you're putting stuff there or you're putting, you know, your college yearbooks because you have a bottom shelf you need to fill or you're putting, you know, maybe 15, uh, you know, golf, coffee table books, you know, or something, and you don't even like them, get them out of there, right? There's a different way to do those shelves. Maybe you Mm want to do it with a lot less stuff. Maybe you want to do it with some matching baskets to break up the openness of it, but yet not cluttering it, you know? Mm -hmm. And maybe you need to take your beloved family photos out of frames that are dated and put them in some fresh new frames, maybe with a little white mat or something like that, just to change it up. You don't have to be buying new stuff, just clearing out and then freshening up what you do have and what you want to put back. Well, while you're talking about the bookshelves, I think that's an excellent point to really look at what's in there because I think they get overcrowded. And I know we've all had magazine photographers in our house. And one of the first things they do when they come to my house is pull extra, they, they, they d- edit my shelves and pull things out. So you probably need less in there than you have. And another tip with the shelves is to try not to have too many different colors in there, unless that's the way your whole house. If your room is all lots of color, then I think that's fine. But just make sure they kind of reflect what's going on in the rest of your house. So that's why I, I have cover a, all my books or, or paint them. You can still right, use them. Right. So I have so nice. Mm-hmm. So I have a very neutral room. And so what I've done in the bookcases is tried to keep with kind of neutral colors in the bookcase. And that's so I've used a lot of kind of old mixing bowls and and there's some brown and white transferware from, you know, 18 something, who knows what. But it's kind of kept with that feeling of the neutral colors in there. And I think another thing to think about while we're talking about bookshelves is if you do not have pretty, if you have, if you need the storage in there and let's say you don't have built-in bookshelves and you bought some bookshelves or you need bookshelves, I look at the bookshelves available because there's some that are really decorative and pretty and some that are plain and not so pretty. So that's really a way you can add some decorative elements to the room. And then if you do add bookshelves, I think one last tip I have is to make sure they feel balanced in the room. Because if you have them on one side and they're tall and there's nothing tall on the other side, it can really feel off kilter. And, you know, I have them on one side of my living room and not the other. Mm-hmm. And actually, I did it the other way around. I have three big architectural um, frames and I have antique arch- architectural pieces from houses in it, like uh, um, molding and all kinds of fun wooden things that are very old that are on a stretch burlap canvas inside them. And I have three big ones going down this wall and I needed something tall for the other side. So I bought a bookshelf for that. So you don't have to have something that's three dimensional. If you just have some great art going down or, or a long, tall mirror to balance that out, that could 
you know, that would work. So you have to think about those kind of things as well. Can I talk about um, something that I think really livens up a room is to layer a rug. And, you know, we're such big sisal people right now. You know, uh, I have a big sisal. Um, I think one of the biggest things that changed the look of my room, I had just a, an area rug on my floor and, and it was the zebra one. And I thought, mm, I'm going to layer that. And so I got a big sisal rug and then put the zebra on top of it. What a difference that made. I think it's a great look. And I think yes. that's a fabulous idea is the layering of rugs. I did that at the farm where I had a blue and cream wool rug that really wasn't large enough. So I layered it over a sisal rug. And it's a great, the sisal rugs are a great foundation to put something else on top of. It, especially it really is. if you have an odd shaped hide rug, usually those aren't big enough for whatever right. you need them for anyway. Yeah. Uh, and let me I jump back of, to the balancing okay. for a second. So, okay, yeah. Absolutely. So say you have uh, bookshelves on one side and then you're looking at the other side and on the other side, you just have the top of your sofa or maybe a window or something like that, but your eye is not being brought up on the other side of the room. You want to balance the room and you, but you don't need to balance it with something that matches exactly. You just want to balance it in sort of the, the size and the volume of that item. So how about trying a large tree at, in a big basket mm. on the other side to add some height? Or a piece of art hung in the right spot on the wall. And if you do a, a, a plant and a live plant or a foe, mm-hmm. if you want to mm-hmm. do that, mm-hmm. here's a trick. Get an oversized basket. So, you know, it really has a presence. You don't want to just have some of this dinky little basket that, you know, may, it may come in or certainly not leaving it in the right. little plastic pot it comes in, right? So you want to put it in a nice basket. Get a at the Home Depot or Lowe's or where have you, just buy an individual paver or even a cinder block, depending on the size of your basket. And then you can stand your pot on top of that to give it some additional height. So it saves you a little bit in spite the buying the, the expense of the plant, because obviously the taller the plant, the more expensive it's going to be, uh, whether it's real or faux. And um, that will give you this, you know, there's bringing your eye up on the one side of the room as well as it's doing on the other side where the bookcases are. That is such a good, and I love the idea of putting something heavy in the bottom of your basket. Mm -hmm. So your plant doesn't get knocked over, you know, you know, because as the tall, if they're tall and they have a lot of foliage on the top, Mm -hmm. they have a tendency, somebody could knock that over. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, And if it's, if it's anchored, pretty with something in the basket, pretty heavy, what a great idea. Good for you. <laughs> I actually I actually have in my living room in front of the architectural um three architectural pictures I'm talking about I do have a fiddle leaf fig that's doing marvelously but I also did something else I layered that by hanging a drum sh- uh, a, a a light from the ceiling down with a drum shade and that is something else you can do you can you can really look at your lighting and update that. It's so easy to hang. And I don't see this a lot in living rooms. And I love the look. If you hang something from the ceiling that's sort of low, you don't hang it real up high. So it looks like it's coming, you know, it looks like an overhead light, which, you know, I I do not like those. But if you hang it down, sort of not quite task length, a little higher than that. Boy, does that add a nice, um, that adds a pop and it's just a real nice updated look. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of the fiddle leaf ficus, if you've got a tall plant, that's a great way to add balance to your room. If you have something tall on one side of the room, you don't have to have the same piece of furniture on the other side. You just want something to add that balance. So a tall plant is a nice thing to balance a shelf on the other side. Yeah. And we're going to tell you not probably not to do that because that just is, you know, you want some symmetry, but as long as things are balanced, that's a, that's a much more welcoming look. Uh, you know, another thing that you can do is use rugs to define your sitting areas. I think that's another tip for a living room. If you have an open concept room like we do is to use those rugs. And if you have a large room, you may have several different seating areas. And so it's nice to have a rug that grounds each seating area. Or maybe you have one area where there's a table and a, a small little table maybe and a couple chairs on it. So you would have a rug there and then maybe you have your sofa, coffee table and some chairs around that. So that's another rug in that area. So I think that's a nice uh, way to define. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's think about your fireplace if you have one in your room or what your focal point of the room, the natural focal point would be. So for sake of argument here, let's say it is a fireplace. And what if it's all brick and it's new red brick? And what if you don't like that? Well, <laughs> I have an I have an answer for you. Okay. You can, you're going to paint that. And don't be afraid because it's going to be fabulous. I had this in my last house, the house that we had in San Marino, and it was a big, chunky brick fireplace that really had no, it was really not interesting at all. And it was clearly the focal point of the room. And I hemmed and hawed about whether or not I was going to put a mantle a horizontal piece of mantle on top of it. And I did do that, but I was a hundred percent sure I was going to paint it. And when I painted that mm-hmm. white and I painted the adjoining bookcases, cause it was sort of the whole built in, the house was built in 1935. So it was just really charming bookcases on either side with some cabinetry on the bottom. And in the center was this giant newish brick, nothing really charming about it fireplace and painting it was really just a game changer. And then I did oh. have a nice chunky mantle made that didn't cost a lot of money because it's just basically a you know nice chunky piece of wood with some molding on it. And we kind of, kind of configured it of a piece of wood and some crown and it was mounted on there. What a difference. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. even now, I wouldn't have done it then, but I may... I maybe I would do it now if that was my house now. I might even paint it black, like just something really dramatic. I think it would be so cool. So if you've got a situation where you've got a a mantle that's brick and you don't like it and you think it's not really doing anything for your room because it's hard to have that sort of orangey brick do anything for your room, definitely consider painting it. Hmm. Oh, I think, yeah. And we painted our fireplace in our first house, I think it made a big difference. So that's definitely an option. Although I know some husbands are not into the painting of brick. Well, you know, there's other things you can do too. We had ours resurfaced and we just, we picked a very neutral brick. Um, ours was uh, that horrible um, green marble, you know, those big marble pieces. Yeah. And um, so what I did is we resurfaced it with just a very uh thin brick. Um, and so and, are you talking just around the hearth or are you talking about the whole wall? Uh, no, we only had it. We have millwork. It's painted white. Okay. So it's just around the hearth. It's the okay. hearth and it's just, and it's around, 
the um, fireplace itself. Okay. So we had that all resurfaced. We just took a very, it's a very thin brick, like a veneer. And just, you just do it like you do, you know, like you're doing regular bricks. And that's a very good look. And it was very inexpensive. And now they have these, they're called air bricks or something like that, or air stone, that they're actually not real stone or real brick. They look exactly like it. They're, they weigh like nothing. They're fireproof. And you can buy them and do it yourself. Wow. So easily. Yeah. And, you know, that's something I had down on my list is relook at your focal point. If you're going to liven up your, your living room, every room has a focal point. And actually, I struggle with this in mine. I think it's my curly Q chest and I'm happy with that. But sometimes I, I might have two, like it's between my two windows above my sofa. And I have a painting there that I really like, but I just, I don't think it's quite right. And I'm always sort of playing with the idea of changing it up. So look at, find your focal point. And a focal point is something that you're going to look at your eye goes to the minute you go to your room. And you want to make sure that that looks fabulous. You want that one place that your eye goes to just make sure that's the most stellar part of your entire living room. It doesn't have to be the fanciest. It doesn't have to be the most formal, but it has to be something that's really eye catching. Yeah. And then, you're, that is such an important spot, not only mm-hmm. for the visual impact that it would have, but also generally you're going to then arrange a lot of your furnishings around that focal point if you can. I have one of those oddball rooms where you really can't do that, but most of you listening probably would have an opportunity to do that. Your focal point, whether it be a fireplace or some other major element in that room, is probably going to be centrally located so you can sort of configure the furnishings around it to support it in its fabulousness. Wow, we learned a lot of things today. Um, I like going into the living room because I think it's a place that a lot of people don't go and it gets uh, looked over or it may be a little stayed and we don't want that for anyone. And we are going to be gearing up for the old holidays, which I cannot believe will be coming on in a blink. So thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. Hey, everybody. We want to thank you so much for listening to Decorating Tips and Tricks. And we want to make it even easier for you to listen. And it's easier if you subscribe. You just click the subscribe button on our website, www.decoratingtipsandtricks.com. Or you can subscribe through Apple Podcast or any of your favorite podcast listeners. So until next time.